Greetings, ghoul and gals. You are listening to Chats Entertainment here with Lisa Hamilton, where the theme of today is It's Good to Be Bad. On today's show, we celebrate all things villains, good, bad and indifferent, and we have some cracking music and some brilliant topics coming up right after this. This will get you in the mood for today, folks. This is This Is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's when my mama said What did she say? 
She said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things pain. Son, be a dentist. People will pay you to be inhumane. Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood. And teaching would suit you still. Success. Here he is, girls, the leader of the plaque. Watch him suck up that gas. Oh, my God. He's a dentist, and he'll never, ever be any good. Who wants their teeth done by the Marquis de Sade? Oh, that hurts. I'm not numb. Oh, shut up. Open wide. Here I come. I am your dentist. I enjoyed the career that I picked. Ah. Ha, 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 ha. 
on your mumsy on your own you won't survive sloppy underdressed immature clumsy please they'll eat you up alive gullible naive positively grumpy ditzy and a bit well mm, vague plus i believe getting kind of chubby i'm just saying cause i want you mother understands mother's here to help you all i have is one ring So that was This Is Halloween from The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I do understand a lot of people kind of argue that it may be a Christmas film and then other people argue that it's a Halloween film. I personally stand on the standpoint, I stand on the standpoint, doesn't make sense. I'm of the personal standpoint that some of it is Christmas, but some of it is Halloween. Like, this is Halloween. That is not a Christmas thing. I'm sorry. But, you know, what's this? What's this? That song, completely Christmas, I give it to you. So, you know, this may appear on the Christmas special. That's all I'm going to say, this soundtrack. Um, But that was This Is Halloween. It was fairly apt to play that, so I did. The next one there was Dentist from Little Shop of Horrors. Anyone who knows me knows how much I ridiculously adore this show. Like, I have never had the pleasure of seeing it live. I have known people who have been in it. They're is a rumor this is not confirmed there is a rumor that it may be going on tour next year now obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic no one really knows everything is like i said strictly a rumor but i really hope the rumor is true for this one because little shop of horrors is worn out of a film in this house i absolutely love it to pieces it's cringy as hell but the soundtrack is pardon the pun killer (laughs) it's brilliant and then um, we have a little bit more from Little Shop of Horrors coming up later. But the last one there um, was Mother Knows Best from Tangled. Which, I'm going to make another bold statement while I'm at it. Tangled was ten times better than Frozen, lads. I just, I think Tangled is one of the most underrated of the recent D- Disney films. Like, it is just incredible. And that song is a sadistic, like, little, little, um... Did you know? From that particular song, when she sings I Love You Most and she is not talking to Rapunzel in that line, folks. She is talking to her hair. If that is not evil, I don't know what is. Like anyone who hasn't seen Tangled, it's basically Rapunzel, just updated and really good music and yeah it's basically the same the same concept of of the original Rapunzel but it's just it's a fabulous movie but she is the creepiest creepiest individual and the fact that she sings her her, her stolen daughter's hair while she brushes it and it turns golden it's just it's so weird and I only found that out because I was watching a Disney easter eggs video on YouTube 
uh, kind of fell down a rabbit hole when I was studying to be honest and I got bored but yes that is a tidbit so if you're sitting in the middle of a Disney quiz sometime and someone happens to mention that song that is exactly who she is singing to the hair that she wants for herself and the powers it possesses not Rapunzel so with that I am going to be moving on so you may have seen on our social media pages that I was running a poll um yesterday kind of trying to figure out what everyone's opinion on the best villain in film history and to be honest it was actually quite a varied varied mix and to be honest it was really interesting to me because personally while it's always good to have a hero okay every 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 film every musical every play needs a hero because that's the whole idea but lads there's something about a villain like the best villains that i've ever witnessed in a musical or in a play or in a movie they just have a certain charisma about them and like off the top of my head Voldemort like or Lord Voldemort sorry from Harry Potter like there is such a charisma to that character that I just can't even describe like the way he walks the way he just delivers those like cold dark lines and now it's all down to the actor who portrays him. Okay, Ralph Fiennes in that role is absolutely spectacular. And the best thing, the best thing is when the villain from the book translates that well to the villain in the film. And I know book to film is a huge debate that has always existed as far back as film adaptations of books started. But personally, I think that all the books that have ever been made into films, Harry Potter did it so well. And I'm not the only one that thought so. Chris from Claire said Voldemort was her favourite villain and that there's nothing scarier than when he comes onto a screen because everything just goes cold. Like you you completely lose any sense of what's going on around you because he is that captivating when he comes on the screen. Like he's terrifying. Like the first few films where he's just ah, like, you know, the kind of like scrunched up looking yoke and when he's bat on the back of your man's head, like, come on. Like, how is that not terrifying? I'm 21, right? I'm not a kid anymore. But, you know, I still have that feeling in my chest when he comes onto the screen. And it's just a spot on. It's a spot on book to film crossover. That's all I'm going to say. Other opinions that came from the poll was Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That was Kevin and Galway suggested that. Sarah in Athlone said President Snow from The Hunger Games was her favourite villain. Also, a very, 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 very brilliant crossover from a book to a film. So well portrayed. Spud from Galway said Freddy Krueger. Aaron from Roscommon said Heath Ledger's Joker, Batman. And Geraldine and Aoife, both from Wicklow, agreed on the fact that Yzma and Kronk from Emperor's New Groove were their favourite villains. And I'm kind of biased on this fact because, you know, if you've seen the poster that I put up for that particular poll, Yzma features. And folks, let me just say, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Emperor's New Groove. I don't think it gets half the credit it deserves. And Yzma and Kronk... Kronk, like, Kronk is, you know, I don't know if he could actually fully say that he's a villain. He's just kind of like a henchman slash sidekick. He's kind of like Gaston and LeFou, but in a much funnier way. I didn't think he could get much funnier than LeFou and Gaston, to be honest. But it's just, it's a mental sort of a relationship and it's such a quotable movie. Like, I'm sorry. Like, when, when the poor peasant comes in and she's sitting on the throne and he's asking her, 
for food and she kind of loses track of what she's doing and then she said what are you what are you here for again and he or um what were you looking for and she and he said food and then she goes ha well you should have thought of that before you became peasants like what and like and her choice of wardrobe and just basically everything about that that character is so damn good like i i loved emperor's new group when i was younger but i absolutely adore it now because i get the jokes and that is it's it's just brilliant when such a kind of a creepy villain can deliver such a sarcastic and comedic undertone to their lines as well as the like underlying creepiness it's like Hades from Hercules. Like Hades and Hercules makes Hercules. I'm just gonna say that. Like I like what is not iconic about that role? Like he is just phenomenal. I I just I I can't get over how go- how good that that film is either. And also it doesn't get that much credit. Like obviously I'm gonna do a Disney episode this year. Don't worry. I'll be getting into much more detail about this. But yeah, it was a very it was a very varied poll. And thank you to everyone that contributed to that. I was r- really delighted, and I love getting to be able to kind of interact with people and see what other people think because obviously if it's just me you know it's a very lonely time for everyone at the moment and I appreciate any sort of interaction I can have with anyone even if it's through the internet so thank you very much to everyone that contributed to that and if I'm going to pick my favourite out of any of that I agree with an awful lot of them because I love the likes of Hunger Games and Harry Potter and Emperor's New Groove and One Flew Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest I actually haven't seen yet but the new series Ratched has kind of made me want to go and do the original film and then do the series because it looks absolutely class but my favourite of all the like opinions was from one of the guys I know from Flirt and he got in touch and he said that his opinion on the best villain is Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm just going to give that a second to sink in because I kind of read it the same way too. I was like, uh, how is Grandpa Joe, how is he a villain? And I asked him, is there any chance I could just share your reasoning on this? And he said, yeah, yeah, no bother. That's no bother. You go on ahead. And he said, forcing the family to look after him as he's an infirm. Then when there's a trip to a chocolate wonderland, he jumps out of bed to a trumpy Charlie. What a scum bag <laughs> that's like i can't lie i i i i read that out to my mom and she was absolutely crawling on the ground laughing it's just it's the way he wrote it but you know i suppose like he has a point you know you know he was really sick and suddenly because he's going charlie's going somewhere interesting and they're all poor and the family is poor and they don't really get that many nice things that once a nice thing rolls around he jumps out and after them taking care of him for years thinking that he's too sick to get out of bed he's just hopped up like that i suppose there's something quite oh well fine that's a bit that's a bit horrible now to do and just fake that illness the whole time but I don't know I, I don't necessarily agree with it but I just thought it was quite funny and I just wanted to share that <laughs> yeah it's just brilliant to hear what other people have to say and another one that I've actually been suggested a lot of the times um today and by family members and people who have pm'd me through the page which you can do by the way if there's ever a poll and you don't quite feel comfortable putting a comment out publicly you can pm the page and I got Mrs Baylock from Omen was a suggestion for someone's favorite villain and I've been getting a lot of suggestions to watch Omen and I I must do from what people can have told me it sounds brilliant but I've never seen it before and also Shauna from Galway also agreed and said that Damien from Omen was what she found absolutely terrifying and was her favorite villain from a film so 
let that set in and if you have any suggestions on what what is your favourite movie villain let us know we are on social media on Facebook and Instagram and you can text the page as Chats Entertainment and at Entertain 101.3 on Instagram so I'm going to play a bit more music now and it's a nice varied bag I love Halloween episode because there's so much music from musicals that I can play that's just so in line with this so this is one of my personal favourites this film gets a lot of hate because it's a Disney Channel original movie but I don't like to judge based on the fact that it's that it's in that category of films like I've watched a lot of Disney Channel original movies in my time and this in my opinion is one of the best ones this is from Descendants and this is Evil Like Me featuring Dove Cameron and Kristen Chenoweth give it a listen and let me know what you think
There are crooks in this here West who have claimed to be the best, and they think they wrote the book on how to wrestle. <laughs> well, as good as they may be, not a one's as good as me, and I barely have to move a single muscle. They call me mean, boys depraved and nasty too, and they ain't seen. Mushnik's taken the junior And someday when I own this whole shop I'll remember I owe it to you Ah, oh, Tui Who cares if I've been a little on the anemic side these past few weeks? So what if I've had a few dizzy spells? A little lightheadedness? down to Schmendrick's and get something to eat. I'll see you later. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Tui, I haven't got much left. Look, just let me heal a few more days, okay? Then we'll start on the left hand again. Feed me! I beg your pardon? Feed me! Tui, you talked! You opened up your trap, your thing, you said... Feed me, Crowborn. Feed me now. I can't. I'm starving. Oh, boy. Look, maybe I can squeeze a little out of this one, but... I need some food. <laughs> more, more. But there isn't any more. What do you want me to do, slit my wrists? Mm. 
take up some nice chopped sirloin. Must be blood. So that's disgusting. Must be fresh. I don't want to hear this. Feed me. Does it have to be human? Feed me. Does it have to be mine? Feed me. Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. That's right, boy. around here, your adoption papers. Look, you're a plant, an inanimate object. Does this look inanimate to you, punk? If I can talk and I can move, who's to say I can't do anything I want? Like what? Like deliver, pal. Like see you get everything your secret greasy heart desires. Would you like a Cadillac? Stupid dame, but gets 
a freaking sweater. Christ, if your stupid head weren't screwed on! Lauren, that hurt! Move it!
right, as I said, that was Evil Like Me featuring Dove Cameron and my very, very, very favourite Kristen Chenoweth. And the la- the second one after that was from the completely, completely, completely underrated Disney movie, Home on the Range. I would try and pronounce how it's spelled, the title, but um, I'm not going to get there. So I'm just going to say it's Alameda Slim's song, who is a really underrated villain. Like, I'm sorry, but in what film, what other film would you see the villain yodeling? And he does it so well. And the three, the three lads who are the backup are just just oh perfection in comedy like sweet god I don't know how that film didn't do better with the cast they had and just everything in it and the soundtrack oh the soundtrack is just to die for and the after that we had Feed Me from Little Shop of Horrors I told you we'd be having another one from Little Shop of Horrors and I couldn't I couldn't not put in Feed Me come on like Audrey 2 is like the cornerstone of Halloween and creepy like you know a plant that wants to take over the world that's that's not normal is it and then the last one there was my absolute favourite World Burn from Mean Girls I just think that Mean Girls soundtrack is just phenomenal I really really wish they had done a pro shot with the original cast now I'm not ruling it out because we all know Newsies which had been on Broadway ages before then came out with a pro shot like years later after it had been on Broadway so I'm not going to rule it out completely that the original cast aren't going to come back but I just think it's such a shame like when she gets to that last chorus and she goes up into a different key Oh, mother of God, like, uh, I run to that song and every time I can just, like, my my whole system just takes a shake when she does that. It is just absolutely incredible and only, only Taylor Louderman could do it. Like, oh, just absolutely incredible. Okay, I'm gonna stop fangirling now. Um, okay, so there's been an awful lot of films I've been watching recently. Um, obviously, now that we're back in lockdown for the second time this year, I have been trying out new shows, new movies, and I've been going back to some of my old favourites and... And last night I decided to have a look at the new 2020 adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches, which is now streaming online. And I had a few thoughts on it. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, The Witches, The Witches originally came out as a book by Roald Dahl in 1983, and it became huge. Like everyone seemed to have it, and I absolutely adored the book when I was a child, and I still love Roald Dahl, so I have it in quite a place up and up on the shelf. And because of the popularity of the book, there was a film adaptation made of it in 1990. So for those of you who aren't quite familiar with the plot, here would be a kind of a general synopsis, I suppose. Um, It's about this young boy called Luke who goes to visit his grandmother Helga in Norway with his parents. And unfortunately, his parents get into a car crash and they die. And he ends up living with his grandmother and she moves them back to England. Now, when he was visiting his grandmother, she told him stories of evil witches and how her childhood best friend was kidnapped by a witch. So when Helga becomes his guardian, they like I said, they move back to England and one day Luke is approached by a woman when he is up playing in his treehouse and his grandmother had told him that there are signs to look out for on how to tell a woman from a witch and these kind of include purple eyes and they always wear gloves they always wear a hat or a covering on their head and um, because they're bald in real life um various things there's a there's a whole list of them and when he is approached by this strange woman uh, who offers him a sweet and to look at her snake that appears around her neck not nothing dodgy at all like he obviously recognizes her purple eyes and starts screaming for his grandmother she goes away and it's his first encounter with the witch it's a lot of it's a lot of blah, blah, blah. i know i do realize 
realise I'm I'm getting to the point. So basically, his mo- grandmother is di- got diagnosed with diabetes and the doctor suggests they go on holiday to the sea because that somehow fixes everything. Um, so they go on to this really nice hotel along the, the seaside and and it is here where Luke befriends the plump Bruno Jenkins um, and he has a few run-ins with the hotel manager, Mr. Stringer, which is played excellently by Rowan Atkinson um, because of his two pet mice. It is in this hotel where there is a convention for the so- Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children and this is led by Ava Ernst but after getting trapped in the ballroom of this hotel during this convention Luke realises that this is in fact a meeting with of all the witches in England and the Eva Ernst is in fact the Grand High Witch who basically is in charge of everything. He learns that this convention is to distribute a magic potion that will turn all the children of England into mice. And then it will be obviously distributed around the world and all of the world's children will be turned into mice and they will be exterminated. And unfortunately Luke is caught and he's turned into a mouse and la da 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 and basically they got him and his grandmother and poor Bruno Jenkins who has also turned into a mouse by the Grand High Witch go on a quest to try and take down these witches and stop them turning the whole of the world's children into mice. Okay, so it's a long-winded kind of a thing, but that's the general gist. The 1990s film starred Angelica Houston, the absolute legend Angelica Houston, as the Grand High Witch. And it was ridiculously successful. Um, Cult classic is what how it has been described. And personally, when I was a kid, I was bloody terrified of this film like everything about it was just oh so many words of course you're talking about in a time before cgi so everything was like really really excellently done in terms of makeup so the grand high witch literally peeled her face off and apparently it took six hours to get angelica houston from her normal morticia look because she was Mortish in the Adams family, if you didn't know. Uh, side note. Um, into like this gruesome, weird looking thing with uh, creepy claw hands and a big nose and creepy face. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. And then stubby feet. It was just, it was a transformation, right? So it like, it is absolutely credited and Julie Wright, how highly credited that film is. It is absolutely incredible for what it was and when it was made, like 1990s, they didn't have all the things they have around nowadays. And the costumes were brilliant. The whole storyline kept to the books to a large extent except for one critical detail that made Roald Dahl himself ask the directors and the producers not to have him in the credits was that they actually changed the end of the story so that Luke changed back into a boy by a witch that turned good and let him return to a boy form that was not very well taken by Roald Dahl he is famously known for having hated a lot of the adaptations of his work uh, including Charlie and the Chocolate Factory he absolutely hated Charlie and the Chocolate Factory this isn't my main point I know I'm dragging on the 1990s film was brilliant so I had a bit of a I had to come to terms with this is not going to be the same 2020 versus 1990 they're obviously not going to make it the same thing because why would they bother going doing another adaptation okay so I'm going to say that I did go in with an open mind Whew, but sweet heaven there was an awful lot about it that I kind of like 
went and nearly felt like pausing to kind of let things sink in that I'd actually witnessed that on screen. In terms of like the details, they changed certain aspects of the film. So um, instead of it being set in England and the grandmother being from Norway and the young lad being from England, the two grandson lived in Chicago and then his parents obviously died in a car crash. Unlike the original film, he was in the car crash, but he survived, obviously, and that's how his grandmother took him on. Then she moved him to Alabama to live with her, and that's kind of the one of the first things that's different about the original. The grandmother is played by the incredible Octavia Spencer. Um, I, I've loved Octavia Spencer since I t- saw, saw her in The Help which came out in 2011 she was absolutely brilliant and she's just she's just one of these actresses you never you never question her like she it, it doesn't feel like a film when Octavia Spencer's in it in my opinion I think she's just incredible and her the young lad who played her grandson is a newcomer and he was all right like I to be honest I kind of preferred the young lad in the in the original original but you know um like as a pairing it did really well the first film didn't quite go into his grief about losing his parents which is obviously a really big thing but Octavia Spencer's grandmother in role in this kind of took him under her wing and helped him get past his grief through bonding with him through music and the music in the new film is absolutely incredible it's all 60s and because they based the new film in the 60s rather than the 80s like the original the music kind of just sets you in in that time and it is absolutely incredible. And then it goes on to talk about how, similar to the original, the grandmother's friend had not been kidnapped, but had been cursed by a witch and she turned into a chicken and it was a whole thing by the Grand High Witch. But she didn't know it was the Grand High Witch at that point. And unlike the original, the grandmother did not get sick per se, but when her grandson has a run-in with a witch in the local supermarket the grandmother starts getting sick because from what I suppose we can assume the, the witch has cursed his grandmother so she starts coughing the whole thing and when she realizes that her grandson has had a run-in with a witch after obviously being told about all the stories of witches like the original kind of it is similar enough in that respect she says we have to get out of here we're going to go stay at a hotel I I know it's really posh, really fancy. It's only going, going to be, you know, rich people. It's, you're not going to be anywhere near these, a witch. It's grand. So they go and stay at this really fancy hotel. And in this hotel, there is a convention for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children's Society. Shock horror. Unlike the original, um, he goes hides he goes to the ballroom. They all come in. All the society people. The witches. And... The whole thing starts and he gets turned into a mouse. Bruno Jenkins, who he meets, gets turned into a mouse. You know the whole story. The casting in the new film was good. The casting was actually probably one of the best things about it. The Grand High Witch, which was played in this excellently, I have to say, by Anne Hathaway. Not a not an easy thing to take on a role that was played by an iconic actress like Angelica Houston. So hats off to Anne Hathaway. Like She's a brilliant actress anyway, but like it, it w- wouldn't have been an easy going into such an iconic role like that but she actually played it very well her makeup was slightly different she didn't pull off her face but she had like a joker kind of smile thing if you know what I mean and she was creepy like her arms extended she could levitate it was a whole thing like it was creepy 
it was to be honest it was creepier in some aspects than the original just with the arms extension i don't know why that creeped me out more than pulling someone's face off but it just it didn't sit very well with me and the cgi in this film honestly i i i'd rather the original somehow not having the cgi and having puppets and having like robotic mice which they had in the original somehow worked better than the cgi i don't know i don't know why it did but somehow it just it just did it just didn't look right and it looked really fake the, there was three mice in this as well instead of the original because the young lad Luke in the original had a, two mice called Mary and I can't remember what the other one was and he brought them to the hotel but in, the, but in this one he only has one mouse called Mary and we later find out after the young boy he doesn't actually get a name in this for some reason he's just called Hero Boy I don't know what the logic in that let's just call him Luke too um, then when they're turned into mice, Mary, who is Luke's mo- mouse, they realise that she is in fact a girl who was turned into a mouse by a witch a few weeks previously. So they all work to get their ha- their paws, in this case, on the potion that is going to turn all the kids in the world into mice and they can be exterminated. And the grandmother, Octavia Spencer, reversed this and basically just change the outcome how the story differs in the end is more true to the to the original book in the fact that the the mice don't change back there's never someone that changed them back once they're turned into the mice that's it that's them for life and i don't know like there's been there's positives and there's negatives to the new one personally i don't think it's even a shadow of the original i did laugh at certain parts, like mostly because of Octavia Spencer and Anna Hathaway's like comedic just delivery of some lines that I suppose weren't supposed to be funny, but somehow because it was just so crazy, everything else in the film, it just somehow made it funny. I don't know. It was yeah. I if if it were me, I would definitely say the original is better. By all means, go and look at the new one. Um, try and do it with an open mind, like I did. I'm going completely and honestly off watching both of them and giving my honest opinion on both of them but yeah i would say definitely the far definitely the 1990 version so much better i love Anne hathaway and i love octavia spencer but they weren't quite enough i think to solidify this as as an iconic piece you know what i mean um so go out and check check out either the 1990s film if you haven't seen it already and then go on and look at the witches the 2020 adaptation and let me know what you think if you agree with me if you disagree with me let me know and yeah we can have a chat about it i love having a chat about movies this is this is what i do i can spend 20 minutes talking about a film obviously as as the timer is telling me in front of me so anyway i'm going to move on and play a bit more music now because i say you are sick of listening to me so this is one of my favorite tracks from a very iconic musical this is master of the house from le miserable the 10th anniversary concert because we're just that posh Ooh. Sit yourself down and meet the best innkeeper in town. As for the rest, all of them crooks, looking the guests and cooking the books. Seldom do you see honest men like me, a gentle good intent who's content to 
master of the house, doling out the charm, ready with an handshake and an open palm. Gems are so style, mics a little stir, customers appreciate a bond beaver. Glad to do me friends a favor, doesn't cost me to be nice. But nothing gets you nothing, everything has got a little price. Master of the house, keeper of the zoo, ready to relieve them of a zoo or two. Wandering the wine, making up the weight, picking up their knickknacks when they can't see straight. Everybody loves a landlord, everybody's bosom friend. I do whatever pleases Jesus, don't I bleed them in the end. Master of the house, quick to catch your eye, never wants a passer by the bar.
essential. They're crude and unspeakably brave. But maybe they've a glimmer of potential if allied to my vision and brain. Someone you know 
So that was Master of the House from Les Miserables, the 10th anniversary concert. Then there was Be Prepared from my absolute favourite musical in the world, Lion King. I had the absolute pleasure of seeing this two years ago on the lovely London stage in the beautiful Lyceum Theatre with my mother. And I cried. I'm not going to like shy away from saying it. I cried like a bloody babby. And I'm not in any way sorry for it because it was absolutely spectacular. And I loved it. And Be Prepared is such a bloody tune like it is just mm. and if you're a pe- in, actually no i can't say that because pennies is closed so i'm gonna cut this um and then the final one there was say mine friday their lives from beetlejuice the musical which was sadly cancelled um on broadway last year but it's a brilliant show and there is huge huge hopes for it to be coming to london's west end very soon and i share 
in that hope because it looks like an absolute class show and Alex Brightman now I don't know how you could replace him as Beetlejuice but he's pretty it'll be pretty damn hard that's all I'm gonna say so obviously as we all realize by now Halloween is going to be very very different this year so I thought instead of you know wallowing in self-pity I thought it would be a really nice idea to spend the day doing what I bloody love so I am going to get up so I am going to sit on my lovely couch or rocking chair I don't know on my lovely couch and I am going to eat my lovely brownies that I made this morning and I'm going to sit down and enjoy some really really cool festive films today so yesterday I got some really really good recommendations from my beautiful friends in Florida which I miss very very much because I'm currently sitting in my shed talking to all of you and it's not the same I love it I, I'm very I'm very blessed to have been able to build my own studio from home and be able to still continue my show but it's different and to be able to get the support from all my flood family um for this show was absolutely brilliant so Trevor which you may know from Cranium Titanium which is usually I don't know about this year but he used to be on uh Monday evening and I used to be in the studio I used to be editing and Trevor's a lovely lad, he always had time to chat and he was great and he suggested um, some brilliant films for today were Mortuary Tales, um, Trick or Treat, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and The Cleansing Hour. Um, by the sounds of all them they're incredibly horrific and um, I don't do horrors very well, I'm more like Scooby-Doo animated and uh, live action films. The most I can do is kind of like Goosebumps and Goosebumps 2. Now, Goosebumps 2, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I saw that in the cinema, the IMC in Galway, with my friends Olivia and Sarah. We were probably the only ones above the age of about 14, and we were terrified. Like, I'm sorry, like I don't mind jump scares, I don't mind any of that, but you get a chucky, creepy looking ventriloquist doll that can turn its head completely around you're gonna scare the life out of me and you know that's kind of like the most I can handle so I probably won't watch these films um well most of these films but if you want to watch them there are some great suggestions as far um from good old Trevor and then Evelyn Warren said Happy Death Day was a good film um Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and then Warm Bodies, which is a rom-com that I actually have seen and is very good. Um, Chris Sherlock, who is Chris Sherlock on the wireless. Savage man, he helped me build this studio and I am eternally grateful. He suggested the equipment and thank God it actually worked. So thank you, Chris, for that. Um, he suggested a Scream as his like horror film for today. And his other suggestions included Disney's Haunted Mansion. Beetlejuice, Casper, and then I put it into the family group chat as you always have to. And the unanimous winners um, for the best movies for today were the original Halloween movie, Omen, and the undoubtedly brilliant Hocus Pocus. There's some brilliant suggestions in there, and if 
Hopefully you've gotten time now to take them down and you can watch them today to your pleasure and just enjoy the day guys. I know it's going to be a bit different but make the most of it. Do your pumpkin carving, watch a few movies, cuddle up on the couch and just enjoy the day and if you fancy doing something a bit different, I've heard the Clare Galway Hotel are doing drive through trick-or-treating or something this evening so um, check that out. It's on What's on Galway, they were talking about it on the Facebook page and yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I'm obviously at home in Wicklow, so I won't be partaking, but it sounds like good fun. So if you want to check that out, go look on What's on Galway on Facebook. And yeah, I shall be definitely tuning in and watching Hocus Pocus tonight. It's my absolute Halloween tradition that I never break and damn, I love it. Oh, so quotable. Such good, like, oh, so many good things. And the fact that they're making a sequel, ooh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, 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 there's trepidation, of course, because the original is so good, but I'm just hoping it's just as good as the original because I think I could do with having a second Hocus Pocus film in my life. <laughs> but otherwise, for now, I'm going to be watching Halloween Town 1, 2, 3, and 4. The Halloween... For now, I'll be watching the Halloween Town series and a few various others until this evening when I can watch Hocus Pocus. So, hope you've enjoyed that list and hope you enjoyed today. Happy Halloween. Um... I'm going to play a few more songs now and then we're going to close out the show. My dear sweet child, it's what I live for to help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Poor souls with no one else to turn to. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me, well, a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light, and made a switch. True, yes. And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh, I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed sets on the third day. You've got to get dear old Princey to kiss you. If you do, you'll stay human forever. And if I don't? Nothing drastic, darling, I'm sure. Oh, look, small print. Your soul is mine forever, and you're doomed to spend eternity in my watery, hell-soaked lair. Lawyers, don't you just love them? Of course, there is one more thing. My fee. But I don't have anything. I'm not asking for much. Only your voice. My voice? If I give away my voice, how can I ever? You'll have your looks, your pretty face. And don't underestimate the power of body language. The 
with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they don't and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who haunts her tongue who gets her man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much, just your voice. You poor unfortunate soul. It's sad, but true. If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you gotta pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath. Sign the scroll, flotsam jetsam, now I got a voice. The boss is on a roll. You poor unfortunate soul. Beluga, sevruga, come winds of the Say it louder. What's my name? What's my name? Say it louder. What's my name? What's my name? Feel the power. No one's gonna 
fun. Never learned how to count cause I'm number one. Ready, here we come. We always get our way. It's a pirate's life. Every single day. Hey, she's the captain, I'm the first mate. Enemy sea shit, can't see straight. Call on fish bait. Throw them on a hook. Good are so hot, they get burned if they live.
Right, so that was one of my favourite villains of all time, Ursula with Poor Unfortunate Souls. That was from the Broadway cast recording of The Little Mermaid. The one after that was What's My Name by China Anne McLean from the movie Descendants 2, which, fun fact, is not a coincidence that I put the, f- the songs in that order because China Anne McLean in Descendants 2 plays Ursula's daughter, Uma. So, yeah, fun little tidbit in there. And then the last one there was Candy Store from the Broadway soundtrack of Heather's The Musical. Absolutely class soundtrack, absolutely class show. And because I'm now podcasting, I can play that. <laughs> but just too many um, explicits for the radio. So that shall be caught if you hear this on radio at a later time. So um, that's that's the show. I hope you enjoyed. I have very much enjoyed celebrating the best of the villains. And while villains are there to make the plot more disturbing or whether they upset the main characters... We love to load them and usually they have some kick-ass songs to go with them. So, do you know what? I love a good villain and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. So, that's it for me today. Hope you have a lovely Halloween and we will see you very soon with some fun new episodes for this year. Chats Entertainment is back and ready to do more business. So, if you have any ideas on shows you want us to do, give me a shout. We are on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we're Chats Entertainment. And on Instagram, we're Entertain101.3. So, I hope to hear from you very soon. Happy Halloween! I have been Lisa and this has been Chats Entertainment. It's good to be bad. The Halloween Special 2020.
price of my love is not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry in your tea, which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by. Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away. Now you're making me mad. Remember despite our estrangement, I'm your man. You'll be back soon, you'll see. You remember you belong to me. You'll be back, time will tell. You remember that I served you well. Oceans rise, empires fall. We have seen each other through it all. And when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Like before, I will fight the fight and 